You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast, episode 131. Oh, I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. Howdy. And together we are the bad boys of Southern Evangelical Comedy. The unwanted, the unappreciated, the unofficial, the uninformed, the uninformed, <laughs> yeah, the ignorant voices of Southern Baptists <laughs> across the nation. Thank you for tuning in. I'm surprised the Southern Baptist ha- uh, Convention hasn't distanced themselves from us, like disavowed us in some way. Well, that was kind of the point when yeah. we started doing that was to try to get some controversy. Yeah, because you know they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? At least people would know who we are if we had we the just, Southern Baptist coming out right. and saying that we didn't speak Maybe for we just need to take a hard uh, no casserole stance <laughs> to, <laughs> yes. get them, to get and them fired dancing. up. Yeah, we're pro-dancing, <laughs> pro-dancing. anti-casserole. <laughs> yeah. How was your week this week, Tiny? It was all right. How was yours? Yeah, it was a lackluster, honestly. Okay. I mean, just a normal week in life. So nothing amazing happened, nothing Horrible happened either. I'll say this, and I was telling you this right before we went to the, right before we started recording, but my oldest, he spent the entire weekend at his grandparents' house. He left Friday afternoon, and he's still not back. I'm picking him up on the way back when we get done doing this. Yeah. He forgot his Nintendo Switch. Ooh. And so I played Legend of Zelda all weekend long. Okay. Well, we uh, we did. We bought Hudson a TV this weekend. Okay. Because he basically... uh, Gave up the Xbox for our foster kid. He never plays the Xbox Aww. anymore. And he'd been watching Netflix on his phone. And so I got okay. the bright idea of taking the TV out of our bedroom because we don't need no TV. I'm enough entertainment in the bedroom. <laughs> and putting it in his room and moving the direct TV box in there. Mm-hmm. But I forgot that I, when the guy was hooking up all the direct TV outlets and everything, I was like, don't worry about the kids' bedrooms. Just, you know, what's that, like $50 more? Nah, don't do it. <laughs> so I got it all plugged in and it didn't work. So then I went, I felt bad because I could see the disappointment in his eyes. And we went to Walmart and bought him like a little $100 smart TV so he can watch Netflix on it. So. I was about to say, you know, everything is streaming now anyway. Yeah, right. I don't. I cannot remember the time I've turned on DirecTV. If it wasn't for that stupid Hallmark channel, we wouldn't even have DirecTV. <laughs> well, what about sports? Well, I usually watch sports over with my dad. Like, Deidre, she said yesterday, she was like, well, you know, when our contract's up, I'm going to cancel DirecTV anyways. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, no one's consulted me <laughs> about it. Because what about live sports? And she's like, well, you can get live sports on YouTube, Bread. And I was like, that's not live. There's a delay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, 
<laughs> You're going to have to put your phone down. Well, what I what I came to the agreement with her with is okay. You can get rid of Directv, and I won't have sports, and I'll just go to the bar and watch the games. <laughs> I was like, I finally got to a point in my life here at 43 yeah. years old where I have Saturdays off and I can watch football all day now. <laughs> you know, yeah. And the coronavirus comes around, threatens football. I it looks like we're still going to have say, it. Yeah, there's not all that much live sports anyway. Nowadays. Well, there's enough live sports. NBA and yeah. MLB is back. So, and you can get ESPN. Like, you know, there's oh, the ESPN Plus. app's trash, I've heard. <laughs> well, I haven't used it. So I've heard know. it's trash. It was fine when it was on Xbox, yeah. except for they like all the – all the sporting events that you wanted to watch in your area were blocked out. Sure, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, you because there's, a, there's blackout laws. You and, had to have a VPN if you wanted to watch okay. that without yeah. driving to some other state. Well, I'll just go to the bar. I'll but just hang out at the bar all day. There's also some live sports on Hulu. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But they're not really live. Well, they're live enough. Look, Tiny. If, like, you're, if you're not at the game okay. watching it, you could argue it's not live. Let me take you back in time, all right? <laughs> okay. All right, let's say... Second and 26, Alabama, Georgia, overtime. Wait, hang for on the a second. Say it one more time. Ta- let me take you back in time. Let me take you back in time. I don't mind. <laughs> Second and 26, Alabama in overtime against Georgia, national championship game. Right. right? Yes. All right. Well, first and 10, Tua gets sacked by a guy who was actually on his knees, got back up, ran him down, and sacked him. Okay. Yes. Then we got second and 26. He throws a, a dart to Devontae Smith, and we win the game, the national championship in overtime. Imagine watching that 10 seconds after everybody else. How horrible would that be? Could you live with yourself? If I did, if I wasn't around those people who saw it 10 seconds ago, oh, no, uh, I'd be okay. Uh, I would know it for the rest of my <laughs> life. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, it would eat at me for forever that I didn't watch at the same moment everybody <laughs> else did. Well, they say depending on how you're watching it, there's a little delay anyway. If you watching it on satellite, what is it, a little bit? Faster than if you're on cable? Maybe. I don't know. If it's faster than on cable, then I want to stick with satellite. <laughs> you know? I want to okay. be. If I can't be there, I want to watch it as as close to the actual event happening. Well, John, I got to respect that because it is people like you that are keeping cable and satellite I, I mean, I feel business. like 100 extra bucks a month is the price you have to pay to be a true sports fan. Right. You know? Like the other people are like, well, I cut the cord and I get all this. Mm-hmm. I put up on Facebook a while back, like somebody explained to me like I'm a child how you watch live sports. And I got a lot of stuff. No one explained it to me like I was a child, though. <laughs> They're like, you can get the sling and you can set up a VPN. Somebody mentioned all that. And I'm like, I don't I don't know any of that. Right. And that's what I was just like, you guys must not like sports like I do. So I, I will pay the extra amount to watch sports. But my wife doesn't want to anymore. It's like I married Dave Ramsey all of a sudden. And she could spend like $300 on a Facebook live event where some boutique selling clothes, but we can't afford to watch sports. I wish there was some cable execs in this room right now to shake your hand and take you out to dinner. People like you keeping them in business. If it weren't for me, y'all are all, all y'all cord cutters are going to (laughs) ruin sports for forever. You don't know it right now. You think you're very selfish, but sooner or later, there's not going to be enough money to pay, you know, your contracts for TV rights and stuff because nobody's subscribing to cable services. And so then Alabama won't get the bowl revenue it used to be, and then we won't be able to play the pay, pay the players we pay no. to be as good as we are. So it's I a trickle-down thing, slippery slope. When that happens, I think it'll just evolve. You'll have the university get a YouTube channel, and then they'll make all their money off of uh, 
ad <laughs> streaming the, on yeah. YouTube. And then it's going to buffer like right in the middle of a real good <laughs> thing, you know? Well, that gives you time to get down on your knees and say your prayers. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> if it's like right there I in the middle punch, of the play. I'll punch a TV. If you've never punched <laughs> a TV watching sports, <laughs> you're not a real sports fan, too. That's another thing. If you've never just hauled off and hit a TV during a football game, then you don't like football. Well, I guess I don't like that. I guess not. I've never hit a TV. Oh, for real? I think TV, you're allowed look, one TV per season. TVs are just now getting to the price point where I can punch a TV. <laughs> In time fast, if I want a TV, you better not go punching it. I broke a knuckle on a tube TV in college. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't dent it in the least, but I hit it as hard as I could. But that was back when Shula was a coach, so we did a lot of stupid stuff. Right. But yeah, I mean, all I'm saying, um, if there's anybody out here listening mm-hmm. that – can explain to me like a child how to watch sports without having cable, a cable service, and not miss anything or have it buffer or not be later than it actually happens, I would like for you to write into the show and let me know. Well, how fast is your internet speed? It's fast. Like really fast? I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a nerd. I'm not around checking my (laughs) internet speed or anything. I know that I can have... Four TVs on the internet, and every kid have a device all on the internet running and streaming, and it doesn't slow down any at all. But you're afraid it's going to slow down if you start watching sports. Yeah. It's that important, <laughs> Tiny. <laughs> it's that important. Like It's not something, it's not me watching like a funny video or something right. on YouTube mm-hmm. that if it, if it pauses and the circle spins, that it doesn't matter. This is like sports. Mm-hmm. I got to know if Arkansas and Missouri are going to – who's never, going to win that game? Have you never had your satellite go out when you're trying to watch sports? All right. That's the crappy thing about DirecTV. I'll say this uh, because we just now had – we had DirecTV in our very first house, mm-hmm. and then we've had uh, a regular, like, cable company, and then we're back on DirecTV. For right. some reason, I don't know why my wife did it, but whatever. If it rains really, really hard, DirecTV mm-hmm. will go out. Yeah. So if there's storms on, like on, on a Saturday, there's going to be storms, I'll find a separate location to watch the game at. Like, like a backup, out. Like yeah. a backup okay. plan, you know? So gotcha. you got to line it up, right? <laughs> right. Okay. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, But if anybody wants to open a bar in Northport that's closer to my house on Mitt Larry Road, I'll come over there and watch the games if we eliminate the cable service at my house. I don't know that I'll be drinking a lot. Depends on how many other Baptists are in there. <laughs> but uh, it depends on if one other Baptist yeah. is in there. I mean, and they got to go to my church. Like if somebody goes to Norfolk Baptist, I ain't You're worried about them. You know. <laughs> You're okay. Yeah. So like if Daffer Man's in there. Yeah, Daffer Man be all right. He he won't. I don't think he'd tell on me. He'll hoist one. Yeah. Right. And then we'll go get some McDonald's fries together. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll get mad and tell on you. <laughs> he would probably eat them and be like, these are the greatest fries ever. I've been wrong this whole time. You know? <laughs> they just never gave him an honest shot. Well, as far as odd news goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We got, I got a little off track there to begin with. I'm passionate about live sports, though. So let's talk about what stories we got coming up this let's week. I got a lady who's super salty that her dad died. Like, she's extremely okay. upset about it. As a lot of people would be. I'm sure I would be. Got a Jerry Falwell Jr. story. <laughs> Love him. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we've came out and talked about Jerry before. Right. So all the Liberty, all of our Liberty listeners, this is, perk your ears up. We're going to talk about him again. A perfect opportunity for you to just clip out 
what we have to say and maybe like send it to him. Yeah, email it to him or whatever. <laughs> right. That'd be perfect. Yeah. So, uh, and then I got another story about a, a brewery got a little mixed up in using a foreign language. So, okay. What about you? I have a country music singer named Kane Brown who got lost in his backyard. I've got a twist on loyalty programs that is being offered by the United Arab Emirates. Okay. But I wanted to start off with this, and this comes from CNN Politics. White House reached out to South Dakota governor about adding Trump to Mount Rushmore. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you know, you know. truthfully, I'm surprised he hadn't, I'm surprised he waited this long right. to say something about it. You know, like uh, Mount Rushmore, I've been to Mount Rushmore. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty, it's very impressive. Right. The crazy thing is that it's like... Uh, that all the Black Hills are like sacred to the Lakota Sioux, and yeah. we were like, "Hey, guess what? Let's put four white guys right up on the side of this mountain. <laughs> Two of them old slaves. Don't worry about it. You well, know." Well, they had to do that because they had to hide the city of gold. <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. That was to destroy any landmarks that might signal to somebody where all that gold was, right? <laughs> yeah. So I saw it. I was nineteen or twenty mm-hmm. when I went on a road trip. And you could see it, like, the whole way you're driving up the mountain. So then we, like, get out and walk up to, like, the little observation deck or whatever. And me and Austin, the guys, we were like, well, man, we just looked at it for, like, 20 minutes. What are we, we don't have to stand here that long. You know, it took a few pictures and left. Right. Yeah. Anyways. You know, I, I, I get the argument that, you know, these hills are supposed to be sacred and, and yeah. we defaced it with these presidents or whatever. but. What about the other, the Crazy Horse Monument? Well, the Crazy Horse Monument is privately funded. Right. And it's a private family that's been working on it forever. Yeah, went it's to still it not too. finished. Yeah. yeah, I went to it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But they won't take any help from the, the government's offered help. And they're like, right. no, we don't, we want to do it our way mm-hmm. or whatever. I guess they want to make money off of it when it's done but too. Was, but was that one not sacred? <laughs> well, I guess it's a little different if you're putting, a, you know, like a, a warrior on there as gotcha. opposed to a president, a president, a president. Yeah. Yeah. A, a couple of presidents who South Dakota wasn't even a place, you know, like a state <laughs> yeah. when they were in charge. <laughs> well, I can't fix it, but I do want to talk about, about this story here. Okay. White house aides reached out to South Dakota governor, Christy Noam last year about the process of adding additional presidents to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> you know, we're not saying Donald Trump, but just, <laughs> What? What's the what's the process? What's the application process? <laughs> yes. Just want to check into it. Yeah. <laughs> According to a person familiar who spoke with the Times, Noam then greeted Trump when he arrived at in the state for his July fourth celebrations at the monument with a four foot replica of Mount Rushmore that included his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Isn't this a fun little model? Yeah. Hey, just just I got this for you. Throwing this, worked it up, just a mock, you know. Just wanted to see. Thought it might look great in a museum yeah, right. somewhere, just in case, you know. <laughs> no one has noted before Trump's quote dream to have his face on Mount Rushmore, the Coolidge era sculpture that features the sixty foot tall faces of Presidents George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt, according to a twenty eighteen interview. The two struck up a conversation about the sculpture in the Oval Office during their first meeting where she initially thought he was joking. She started laughing, but he wasn't laughing. He was totally <laughs> serious. <laughs> he said, Christy, come on over here. Shake my hand. And so I shook his hand. And then I said, Mr. President, you should come to South Dakota sometime. We have Mount Rushmore. And he goes, 
Do you know it's my dream to have my face on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> okay. Trump also toyed with the idea of adding himself to Mount Rushmore in 2017 at a campaign rally in Youngstown, Ohio. During his July 4th speech to supporters in South Dakota, Trump fiercely defended Mount Rushmore, which activists and native tribal leaders have long criticized for its history and purpose, saying that it will stand forever as an eternal tribute to our forefathers and to our freedom. As we meet here tonight, there is a growing danger that threatens every blessing our ancestors fought so hard for, Trump warned. A White House official noted to the New York Times that Mount Rushmore is a federal, not a state monument. So, yeah, what so, do you think about? Well, let me ask you this first. What do you think about future presidents getting added to Mount Rushmore? I don't. I think you leave it like it is, right? You know, don't mess with it. Because mm-hmm. if you, what's going to happen is you're going to have every president going, "Hey, I feel <laughs> like I need to be on Mount Rushmore." You know, well, you wouldn't you run, We're gonna out, of run out of mountain? Yeah, point, right. Yes. We're going to run out of mountain. So yeah, I'm not pro. I don't want any new presidents on there. Mm-hmm. Now Nick Saban, maybe. You know, <laughs> on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he's done a lot for humanity. Time. Right. I think we should get uh, Jameis Winston on that crazy horse <laughs> monument. <laughs> oh, don't get me talking about Jameis Winston, man. He's so funny. The pride of Hueytown, Alabama. People forget. You know, he should have came to Alabama, but whatever. Yeah, I don't think we need to be adding anybody on there mm-hmm. at all. Uh, just, just leave it like it is. It's there's enough. Four, good brown number. Right. Yeah. Should we? Well, I don't know. I mean, if you, we can, you know, people take down statues and people take down murals and, and sure. paintings and things like that. When something's on a mountain, yeah, a little, it's little a good tougher. chance it's going to be there for a while. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah. And I don't know that we need to take it down, uh, you know, like for whatever reason you may want to find that you want to take it mm-hmm. down. But I would think that you may want to allow the Sioux Nation to have more access to it if they like. I think that would be a good compromise. Do they not have access to it? I'm I completely because, ignorant. Well, uh, so you're educating me. Well, as far as I know, now I don't know. This is from a trip I took 20 years ago when I was <laughs> <laughs> probably doing a lot of things I shouldn't have done. Okay. <laughs> Any mind altering things? But I think that you can't. Like, you can't climb on Mount Rushmore. Right. Like, you can uh, go hiking up as high as you can get or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's it's pretty restricted, that whole okay, area. I got you. So, I would say maybe if you have a BIA card, Bureau of Indian Affairs card, you have a little more access than mm-hmm. your standard old boy like me coming from Alabama who right. wants to snap a couple pictures in front of it with. That's, that's all I'm saying. I feel like that would be a good compromise. What if you just want to, like, rappel down and get a – an Instagram photo of you like being a booger in right. George Washington's right. nose. Well, I don't think you're, you can't do that. And I don't think we should allow you to do that. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it'd the, be a great Instagram story, though. Oh, yeah. You talk about getting some likes, uh, it would go over well. <laughs> yes. For sure. But yeah, I don't think that there's uh, any reason to add or change. Anything about Mount Rushmore. I don't know that Mount Rushmore is as huge as it was a long time ago either. Like people right. don't, you don't hear a lot of Mount Rushmore talk. Right. You know, nobody, that's not a vacation destination anymore. You don't see it in movies or in TV shows. Yeah, yeah. right. It's just, it's just there. And we'll be there for a very long time. <laughs> a long time. I mean, after this society's 
nuked itself off the earth and mm-hmm. they rebuild, it'll be really cool for them to try to piece together the why we have these four dudes' faces on the side of a mountain out in the middle of nowhere. Or like alien archaeologists oh, yeah. millions of years in the future. Right, yeah. Who come back and they're... They're like, look at this. This must have been their gods. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> these must have been their gods. What do you think about the ethics of just simply carving something in the side of a mountain, period? I would say... Because there's been some talk about Stone Mountain in Georgia. Well, yeah. Which, <laughs> I mean, if anybody is unfamiliar, all this talk about taking down Confederate monuments, well, there's one Confederate monument etched into the side of a mountain in it, Georgia. Which is basically just a big rock, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a huge, huge rock. And it, if this, it's not going anywhere unless no. you get some dynamite. Right. <laughs> that thing's going to be there. And it's hard to get to, yeah, you know? Yeah. You're going to have to shoot it with a missile or something. <laughs> right. You know? Yes. You just can't roll up and, <laughs> you know, strap some dynamite to the side of it. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's problematic mm-hmm. in today's day and age. It is. Now, I've seen a few laser light shows over at Stone Mountain. <laughs> They're pretty awesome. <laughs> i got to be honest about it, you yeah, know? Yeah. But... It is a little problematic. Well, I think at some point, if it's on a mountain, you just got to be like, I guess we're stuck with it. Right. You know, sorry. I didn't put it there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't put it there. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a super Confederacy guy or anything. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Like, at some point, you just got to be like, well, I guess that's just going to be there. I'm going to have to move on. Of course, I'm saying that as a white dude, so I don't know. But... Gonna be hard to get it all. I think it's private property too, isn't it? I have. I do not know. I don't know for sure either. All yeah. I know is that I've read some articles, and yeah, there are some people who are really irritated that they can't blast this right image yeah. off the side of a mountain. I know. I think <laughs> if we if we wanted to do away with it, it would still be tough. Yeah, and extremely expensive. <laughs> We're not we're pulling talking over. About a mountain. Yeah, we're not pulling over a statue of a soldier in some town square somewhere. <laughs> right. Like this is on the side of a mountain. Yeah, and with really no easy way to get up there. There's a train that goes around it. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> that's it. Maybe that's the way we do it. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe but, we, could, we could cover it up. Maybe. Yeah, I guess you could. Oh, that throw a big rebel flag over it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you do with Stone Mountain. Uh, other than if you don't like it, you could probably avoid it, mm-hmm. you know. But I can see why people are upset about it these days. And, you know, I, I hope they still put on laser light shows when they figure out what they're going to do with it, if <laughs> right. they're going to do anything with it. I'm sure I, I'm, I'm going to look it up if it's private property. Yeah, is the largest attra- is the largest attracted traction operated by privately held Hershend which manages several dozen other attractions, including Dollywood. Oh, nice. And Silver Dollar City <laughs> in Branson, Missouri. So there you go. Huh. A guy named Marvin Griffin paid for T- Stone Mountain. How much did it cost? Um, $2 million. Wow. Yeah. That was back in the day, though. So if you own a, if you own a mountain somewhere and you have $2 million, you can etch something in it? I guess so. I'd Maybe we should a, run. I want to get an Earth Oddity logo. So I'd bad. say, <laughs> what if we started like a GoFundMe to let us buy Stone Mountain? <laughs> yes, and then we replace like the head of Robert E. Lee with you, and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and put Groucho Marx glasses on them. Yeah, like, I want to be Stonewall Jackson. 
<laughs> and there's one more up there. Who else is up there? Oh, Jefferson Davis. We'll let that be squirrel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just us. You know what I want to do? I want to go ahead and get, like, the supervillain lasers or whatever and just, just melt it, like, <laughs> fire it all down, just make a blank slate, and then put a... Uh, like naughty by nature or somebody up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's four hundred feet above the ground and it's carved forty-two feet deep into the side of the mountain. <laughs> Anyways, that's our Georgia tourism section <laughs> of the show. Yes. But yeah, Stone Mountain, definitely don't, problematic. Don't, don't forget your personalized uh, Lucky Rabbit's foot in the gift shop on the way out. <laughs> that's right. Get your uh, rebel flag throwing star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, well, let's move on to a story that's a little sad. A woman's obituary for her husband who died from the coronavirus is going viral. Okay. David W. Nagy didn't usually like it when his wife talked politics, but when he died last month from COVID-19, she channeled her devastation and anger into a short obituary, blaming his death on President Trump, the governor of Texas, and the many Quote, many ignorant, self-centered, and selfish people who refuse to wear a mask. David, this is a quote. David was David did everything he was supposed to do, but you did not. Stacy Nagy, who was 72, wrote in the six-paragraph tribute to her 79-year-old husband who died on July 22nd. Shame on all of you, and may karma find you all. Now, David had a list of medical conditions that increased his risk of becoming severely ill from COVID-19, Stacy told BuzzFeed News. That's where this article came from, mm-hmm. BuzzFeed. Very reputable. Um, including diabetes, heart problems, and early signs of dementia. As the pandemic spread throughout the U.S., her husband tried to take every single precaution possible to stay safe, but they could have never accounted for the politici- politici- pol- politicalization <laughs> of the pandemic, and basic health recommendations. We were married for 20 years, and now I'm not with him, she said. It's just been devastating for me, understandably. It pisses me off because he needed he didn't need to die. Had people been following the recommendations, things would have been different, but people don't. So publishing the Jefferson Jim Lecture, Jim Lecture newspaper, on July 30th, the obituary has been shared widely on social media where Stacy lays blame on the Trump administration and Governor Greg Abbott. Quote, family members believe David's death was needless, the obituary reads. They blame his death and the deaths of all other innocent people on Trump, Abbott, <laughs> and all of the other politicians who did not take this pandemic seriously and were more concerned with their popularity and votes than lives. Stacey says she believes Trump and Abbott dismissed early recommendations like wearing face masks and helping to fuel anti-mask movements across the country. Also to blame are the many ignorant, self-centered, and selfish people who refuse to follow the advice of medical professionals believing their, quote, right not to wear a mask was more important than killing innocent people, she wrote. Now, David suffered from a fall in late March that forced him to go into the hospital that was Trump's fault, too. That's right. And then to go into a nursing home to recover. He wanted to go home, but with his injury and health condition and the risk of COVID-19, she thought, I'm sorry, she and his, her son thought it would be safer if he just stayed in the nursing home. 
It was a difficult decision, but Stacy said she was worried that if he returned home, that she would catch coronavirus, perhaps on a visit to the supermarket and infect him. I don't know that I agree with that, but we'll get back to that. We'll circle back. Put a pin in it. All right. A lockdown soon came into place at the nursing home. He stayed there, and I would go visit and just go to the window, and we'd yell back and forth and talk to each other, and we'd kiss the glass to give kisses to each other. Okay, now that's how you get coronavirus. (laughs) So then in early July, David got sick and was taken to a local hospital where he tested positive for COVID-19. The doctors tried, uh, I can't know, I don't remember how to say this, red severe plasma therapy and something else and placed him on a ventilator, but it worsened and he died. I was pissed, she said. Understandably, I mean, you lost your love. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get it. I was super pissed because... It didn't have to happen, and every time I think about it, I get angry and cry. People running around not wearing masks when they should. People making masks a political thing when it isn't. It's life and death. It's not political. It's about people. And I want to end there. The article goes on basically with her just being mad Mm -hmm. uh, about it all. So she lost her husband. Yeah, I don't want to laugh at a grieving widow. No, not at all. At all. But Um, it is kind of odd that she would— well, Use your husband's obituary to... I, I, the two points I want to make about this. Number one is, I think that at some point you're going to regret writing this obituary instead of celebrating all the wonderful things that your husband did in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I completely understand you're mad. You're looking for someone to blame about your husband's death. Um. And like you said, all the people who aren't wearing a mask, karma's going to get them. Now, the point that I made is, <laughs> what did your husband do for karma to kill him in such a horrible way? You know? Yes. I mean, if you believe in karma. Well, that's that's the problem with karma. <laughs> right. Is that when something bad happens to you. Yeah. Like, it's really nice to say. It's very convenient when something bad happens yes, to somebody else. It's very right. convenient when something bad happens to someone else, and you can say, oh, that's karma. Right. Karma got him. Karma got him. Problem is, is when something happens to you. Right. If you really believe in karma, then you should be self-examining. Right. Thinking, what did I do? What did I do? Right. <laughs> and to the point of, you know, I know he was sick, and he had some underlying health conditions, but it apparently, from what the article said, it looked like they had the choice to bring him home. Mm-hmm. And they chose to leave him in a medical facility. I don't. I don't know how I would. I don't think I would ever make that decision because, especially during this, because you're like, well, well, people are going to be coming in here who are sick and well, possibly they- have coronavirus, and I'll yeah. take my better chances of them being home and taking a shower when I get home from the mm-hmm. grocery store or whatever. They said this was a retirement community. What they say this? Yeah, was? it was a nursing home. A nursing home. Okay. Yeah. Which nursing home death rates for coronavirus, they're out the roof. Well, now, I know in New York, are oh, they yeah. sending coronavirus yeah. patients home to nursing homes? Yeah, to the nursing home. Yeah, right. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get all into the coronavirus thing, but if we just took out like New York and New Jersey stats, <laughs> we'd be doing pretty good. For some reason, though, all the articles I see are like Alabama's doing horrible and right. all the states in the southeast because they don't want us to have football. The deep state, ACC, <laughs> doesn't want us to have football. But if we just took out New York stats, we'd be all right. You know, right. maybe New Jersey too. But anyways, I feel bad for this lady. I just don't know that uh, this is how I would have went about 
trying to shame everybody else in the world. <laughs> I would have well, talked about how great my dad was and what kind of man he was and what all he had done in his started, life. He hated it when she talked politics. Yeah, right. Didn't, it say, yes. didn't you read that right. in the article? No, that's the very first sentence of the article. <laughs> and now, and when everyone, well, everyone dead, thinks he can't about say him, nothing about it. They're, <laughs> yeah. You know? Like the first thing they're going to think about when they think about him from now on is, right. is his wife's tirade. That's like me saying I don't like the him you know, how great they are, although I love it. But then my <laughs> but wife. But if you didn't. Right, but if I didn't, and then my wife played it at my funeral. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hey, you know, I've told you I don't like this. <laughs> but, yeah, I did a little more research, and I think they moved there from California. Mm-hmm. You know, people leave in California like crazy. That's what Joe Rogan said on his show. Yeah. He said there's a mass exodus right yeah, now. Right. So. Yeah, right. People in Idaho hate Californians, by the way. You didn't know. <laughs> Saw that this weekend on the internet, too. I haven't done a lot of research on Idaho, but what little bit of research I have, apparently they hate a lot of people oh. in Idaho. <laughs> at one point, I don't know if this is still true, but at one point, Idaho had more like white supremacist groups than any state in the South. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on with Idaho? Like, I thought you guys just grew potatoes and stuff up there, you know? Yeah. Like, are there any black people up there for y'all to be mad at? All yeah. that hate fueling <laughs> our potato sales. <laughs> they sell all their hate potatoes to five guys is what I heard. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Idaho, apparently, they're not the friendly state that you might think they are. No, no, yeah. no, no. Well, John, speaking of coronavirus, let's just go ahead and and talk about we have yet to see the full devastation that the coronavirus will have on the world. And I don't think it's just going to be in death rates because we've already seen the the toll it's taken on small businesses. Yeah. There's children who may or may not be going back to school. In a twist on loyalty programs, the Emirates is promising travelers a free funeral if infected with COVID. Okay. Last year, advertising spending in the insurance industry reached $7 billion. This is an incredible figure as it accounts for 2.7% of all U.S. advertising spending, about $240 billion. Overall, the acquisition costs just about $20 per each person in the United States, or about $60 for the typical insurance purchasing single person, couple, or family. The ROI on lifetime customer is exponential. How can they afford such exorbitant ad outlays? Firstly, insurance companies have plenty of cash. And secondly, because it's a mature category, insurers must still share from each other to grow. Insurance isn't a fun product. Millennials aren't arguing whether Allstate or Progressive is cooler. Which I would just like to say that progressive ads are terrible. In they my are. Opinion. Like all states got uh got uh what was his name Joe Boo from Major League. You yeah, know? yeah. Like what's his, and uh, he's much cooler than the progressive ads. He also kind of puts you at ease. Yeah, you right. know when he says, "Let the good hands reward your safe driving." He was a president in that show Twenty Four too, mm-hmm. and I would vote for him to be president today, just yeah. based off of that show. I've been asking God to to give flow laryngitis for twenty <laughs> years now, and she's still on my TV. Insurance companies, much like much like online mattress companies, also can always save you up to five hundred dollars. And I feel like if I keep switching companies, I'll be, have a zero dollar insurance payment <laughs> right. before long. Yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to get to the place where it actually talks about. Okay, here we go. Contrast that with consumer indifference with Emirates Airlines foray into the insurance industry offering COVID-19 insurance. Airlines are trying all sorts of things from leaving middle seats empty to requiring everyone to wear a mask to health checks at terminals. 
in order to instill confidence in passengers who may be leery of air travel amid the global pandemic. Emirates Insurance for Travelers stipulates that if one of its passengers is diagnosed with COVID-19 during their journey, the Dubai-based airline will cover their medical expenses up to 150, uh, I think that's euros. Yeah, probably. Anyway, it will pay $118 per day for quarantine costs, such as hotel room, for up to two weeks. If the worst happens, Emirates will offer 1500 euros for a passenger's funeral. The insurance is automatic with ticketing, effective immediately, and carries no fees for travelers. $1,500 is not a lot for a funeral. No, it's not. I mean, we're just talking dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a little bit more. It says... uh that would be about seventeen sixty five in U.S. dollars, but still, that's, I mean, I get you a casket. Yeah, I, I get guess. You a casket. Now you know when you go to the funeral home, they they're salesmen, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I don't know that people understand that they want to get you the most expensive funeral you can get. So, right. like uh, the plain old vault works <laughs> just the same as the one with all the decorative stuff on it. So, just so people know. I kind of like the idea of a green funeral. But yeah, if, you I, can't, if that. I can't get my Viking funeral, I thought yeah, you wanted to be cremated, right? Well, I mean, not. I mean, not I was planning on cremating you. We need to get all this straight. Me. Yeah, <laughs> we get all this straight because I'm gonna take over all funeral planning when you die. Okay, if I can get a Viking funeral, then yes, cremation is great. Okay, but no Viking funeral, then just green funeral. Like just bury you somewhere. Just wrap me in a shroud. Yeah. Okay. Put you in a tomb. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for three days. See what happens. <laughs> You're probably good. <laughs> Just going on and see what Just going go on out of limb. You probably don't have to wait there for three days. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, if I do wake up, I'm gonna be just as surprised as you are. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> well, Tiny. Our podcast is about to go through the roof. <laughs> They probably wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, right. No. <laughs> People would be saying the guards came and took the podcaster's body away. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, me and 500 people saw him. That's right. Yeah. My son Thomas touched the wounds on his hands. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. It was the guards. Yeah, it was all the guards, guys. We know. You think we're crazy. <laughs> the guards were asleep, and then the disciples took him yeah, away. right. Because well, we if know. they were asleep, then how did they know who took him? <laughs> well, uh, they just know. You know. Yeah, they just know. <laughs> just know. Anyway. <laughs> but I get it's hard to. It's hard to believe sometimes. Anyway, it just goes on and on and on. But apparently, Emirates Airlines, they're, uh, they're I'd take them up COVID on it. insurance. Yeah. I'd take them up on it. If I was old, I would take them up on it just to go to the Emirates. And then when I get back, I would try to get COVID and die. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Just like, take it, take licking handrails in Walmart and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just take them up on it. Or like, walk. what's that little that little tunnel that goes down to the train? Oh, yeah. Subway, yeah. like, uh, you talk. I mean, not the train. This little tunnel that goes to the air, the airplane. Yeah, you just yeah. Like lick the yeah. handrail all no. the way back. <laughs> yeah, what's that called? The airway? What's it called? I can't remember now. I want to say airport, but that's the entire. That's the entire, that's the entire thing. thing. You can tell Tiny <laughs> I travel a lot. <laughs> yeah. Somebody out there is like kicking their dashboard because they can't come up with the right word for it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would take them up on it for sure, especially if I was old. Yeah, and you know. I'm sure they're going to – they wouldn't be doing it if they didn't think they could make money on it. I, I, it seems to me like they're just trying to calm everyone's fears because I would imagine, you know, people are not flying a whole lot. They're scared no. of getting infected. And so they're saying, hey, you know, you can fly with us. And right. 
if you die, we'll pay for a very quaint, budget-friendly funeral. Yeah. Well, good luck to everybody who's traveling. Right. I haven't flown on a plane. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a year. Mm-hmm. Well, since yeah, November. So, but I've seen pictures of people going on vacation and stuff, and they're all spread out, got their mask on, and wearing a mask on a plane is probably not the worst thing you could do. You <laughs> no. know, you're just like in a tube of disease, anyways. <laughs> Everybody coughing on each other, recirculating air, and all that. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't think that's a bad idea. It would hide the fear in my face because I'm I don't like flying. I will oh, really? fly. Well, I'm fine once we get up in the air, but the taking off in the landing part, I was I'm very nervous on. Hmm. I also keep my seatbelt buckled the whole time, just because I'm like, hey, if we hit some turbulence, you know, you're gonna wish you had your seatbelt on. <laughs> I don't go to the bathroom, nothing. Well, let's talk about beer. Okay, everybody loves beer. Um. An Alberta brewery brewer. I have a hard time saying this word, by the way. Brewer brewery. Brewery. <laughs> Apologizes for misusing Maori language. Um Hell's Hell's Basement Brewery was called out on social media for Hururu <laughs> New Zealand hopped pale ale. Okay. I don't know if that I'm not I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Just for all our New Zealand friends, y'all may know better. Uhuru? Uhuru. Uhuru. It is spelled H U it's spelled H U R U H U R U. Oh, that clears it right. Sure, right. Everybody knows how to pronounce it now. So they have unknowingly named their beer Hururu. Which in Maori means Pubic hair. Oh, okay. Great name. <laughs> I guess I hold you meaning to snatch a couple of pubic hairs out of the cooler for me, buddy. <laughs> um, two years ago, Hell's Basement Brewery released Hururu <laughs> New Zealand Hopped Pale Ale. This week, T. Hamura Nakora, who is Maori, took to Facebook to explain what it actually means, which is pubic hair in T. Rio the language spoken by Maori people. Uh, Nakura called out the brewery and another shop in New Zealand for both using the word. What's the first thing most Maori think when they hear the word hururu asked? I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I was going to say it that way for the rest of the time. Asked Nakura in the video. It was brought to my attention a few days ago that there is a shop in Wellington, and it is called Hururu Authentic Leather. This is just fun to say. (laughs) He said he sent the shop a Facebook message to ask what they thought the word meant, and he said they responded that they found it in a dictionary as the word feather. Oh. Okay. When Maori look at the name of your store, they're not going to see feather or soft leather. They're going to see pubes, he said in the video. Hmm. Now, my pubes are feather-like, okay? <laughs> yeah. I maintain them well, uh, wash and condition. Nakora said that the video said in the video that after posting about the shop, he was tagged in a post by Hell's Basement Brewery, uh, which is located in Medicine Hat, Alberta. And he said some people call it appreciation, but he calls it appropriation. It's that entitlement disease they've got. Stop it. Use your own language. So the founder of the brewery said that they were going to rebrand it. Now, I would just roll with pubic hair. <laughs> what about short hair? Yeah, the short, short hair. Short hair, L. There you go. 
It said, the interpretation was intended as feather, meaning the beer itself is light as a feather, and this is also stated in the name. We acknowledge that we did not consider the commonplace use of the term as a reference to pubic hair, and that consultation with a Maori representative would have been better uh, reference than online dictionaries. We wish to make... They must have used the urban Maori dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) We wish to make especially clear that it was not our intent to infringe upon, upon, appropriate, or offend the Maori culture or people in any way. To those who feel disrespected, we apologize. So So can you not use any any words that that you don't speak? I mean, what if someone... (laughs) like? If you learn a second language, are you allowed to then? I don't know. I don't understand. But my whole thing is when the guy called me and said, hey, this doesn't mean feather, it means pubic hair. I'd have been like, oh, man, joke's on us. I'm so sorry. I thought it meant feather, but we're going to keep it because I think pubic hair, light (laughs) beer, pale ale is a pretty good name. It is, yeah. So we're just going to roll with pubic hair, pale ale, and (laughs) it'll be an inside joke for everybody. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah, I don't, you know, everybody's mad about everything now. Right. So maybe this is justified. I don't know. I don't know. But you better, if you're going to use a foreign language, you better know what you mean. It's like you <laughs> see those girls, they get like something Chinese tattooed on them, and then right. they think it means inspiration. and But really it means venereal disease. Yeah, something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, a while back, Kenyon Martin... All right, Jeremy Lin was an Asian-American basketball player uh-huh. in the NBA, and one time he came out with, like, cornrows and dreads. Like, he had got his hair done. And Kenya Martin, who was another NBA player, got really mad at him and was like, dude, you know, that's our culture. You can't be doing it. But Kenya Martin had, like, Chinese symbols tattooed all <laughs> down his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Lee was like, I appreciate the dialogue, bro. You know, I was just doing it as a sign of respect, probably like your Chinese tattoos you have, because I'm Chinese American. And yeah. yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. He should have said, I tell you what, I'll I'll redo my hair and you'll get those tattoos lasered <laughs> right. off your arm. Right. Yeah. And then we'll shake hands and and, and everything. And will everybody be cool. and the world will be good. Racism <laughs> will be no more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my all time favorite like sports <laughs> stories. All right, well, this is going to be my last story for the day, and this comes from WhiskeyRiff.com. Okay. So. I'm not a Baptist site. <laughs> Probably not, but you never know. Never know. Kane Brown got lost in the woods and called police to rescue him on his own property. Okay. Now, Kane Brown, again, like I've said before, I don't drive an 18-wheeler, or take my stepmom, so I don't listen to a lot of country music. Well, that's offensive to country music fans everywhere, Tiny. <laughs> All right, I like country music. Uh, most of the country music I like ended in about 89. Well, anyway, apparently he's a country music singer. But he recently did an interview with Jana Kramer, and during their conversation, Kane shed some light on a rumor that he got lost in the woods and had to have police come rescue him on his own property. Now, before I pile on Kane, this was the first day at their new house, which is nestled on 30 acres of wooded land, and it was getting dark, and there was also some cliffs on his property. So with that in mind, here is his embarrassing explanation on how he got lost in his own backyard. Quote, we got lost for seven hours. Seven hours on 30 acres? We have 30 acres. (laughs) (laughs) It's all woods, and we made our own trail. And then it started raining, and it started getting dark, and we started to run out of gas. We couldn't find our trail back. We lived by all these cliffs. So everywhere we tried to go, and we thought 
we were going to get somewhere, we would run into a drop-off. So we'd run into a drop-off, and we ended up having to call the cops and walking down. Kane thought I was trying to just get out of unpacking boxes because it was literally the first day we were moving in. So How do you get lost on 30 acres? I don't know. Like, I know if you live in a city, 30 acres seems like a lot, but I mean, 30 acres ain't a whole lot. Yeah, it's not. And apparently, I mean, the, the article goes on where they're just roasting him and <laughs> talking about how he failed orienteering. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm I don't sure know if that's did. true. They're just kind of poking fun at him. Orienteering but. is a good life skill that everybody <laughs> needs to have. But yeah, 30 acres is not a long way. No, not a long way at if all. If you can keep the sun on just one side of you <laughs> right. and just walk straight, yeah. just make sure you don't, you're don't. you going in the same direction, you're eventually <laughs> yes. going to run into something. Well, he said it was getting dark. Yeah. So, so maybe. Might have to look at the North Star or something. They say that moss always grows on the outside Asphalt, of a tree. Always oh, grows on the outside, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't always grow on the north side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing for that dude. I would, I'm not a country star, and if I got lost on 30 acres, I would never tell a soul about it. <laughs> if people would be like asking me about the rumor, and I'd be like, yeah, it's a rumor, I guess. I don't know. I've never been lost on 30 acres. You know? Do you not have a cell phone? I don't know. Some, but surely if he had some people with him, somebody had a cell phone, right? Because I was going to say, cell phones now, they have like global positioning yeah, in them. You right. Can, but he may look at a map, not know where his house is anyways. Yeah. Well, but I mean, is you're going to have like a little blue dot that says where you're at. Yeah. And yeah, it seems like it was going to point to something, a road of something. Something, you I would think. Know. Like, hey, we need to go this way. <laughs> Or every time he goes that way, he runs into a cliff. <laughs> he can't get down. <laughs> right. Well, then you got to be like, well, we crossed over this ravine somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go find that spot, and then we'll head back that direction. Just from now on, I hope he just, you know, he ties like a some twine. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, some people aren't good at, uh, like, directions and you know, like, uh, knowing I've traveled this way, I right. need to turn around and travel back. That person has called my wife. Like, she <laughs> totally going to be useless when society collapses. Right. I'll probably just trade her for a bag of rice or something <laughs> when that happens. But uh, so, so I get it. Some people aren't that way. But if you're a guy, you would never need to let anybody know right. about that ever. And you're the rich country star. You tell your friends, don't say anything, or you can't hang out and live off. Of all of my spoils, you know? Yeah. And that just goes to the grave with all of you. At least that's how I would have done it. Certainly makes sense, but... Uh, yeah. Let's move on here to WSLS.com and talk about a popular subject on our podcast, apparently, Jerry Falwell Jr. He is taking an indefinite leave of absence from his role as the Liberty University president. So Liberty University's Board of Trustees requested that Liberty University President Jerry Falwell Jr. take an indefinite leave of absence from his roles as you, at the university, which includes serving as president and chancellor. The executive committee of the Board of Trustees acting on behalf of the full board met Friday and made the request. According to the university, Falwell Jr. has agreed and is taking a leave of absence effective immediately. Jeremy Prevo, who's the chairman... I released a statement Friday night saying, in part, that Liberty's unprecedented success during the past 13 years under Falwell Jr.'s leadership has brought substantial pressure. 
Alwa Jr.'s leave of absence comes just days after he posted, then deleted a photo of himself and a woman both in unzipped pants, and the photo has since <laughs> gone viral. There's a link to the photo in the article if you want to look at it, or you can just Google like a Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. Uh, it's, picture. It's, Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. It's a little tame. The caption on the now-deleted post reads, More vacation shots. Lots of good friends visit us on the yacht. I promise that's just black water in my glass. It was a prop only. (laughs) So, (laughs) Sure. So after the post, uh, a GOP lawmaker and former Liberty University instructor called for Falwell to resign. Eric Carroll, who's an alum, and one of the 35 African-American alumni who signed a letter condemning Falwell following his controversial Northern Mass tweet. Oh, I didn't even know about that. He must have got on the governor for being all blackface or something. Um, Says, you keep saying, okay, I did this. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. And then you do it again. (laughs) You did this. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. And then it's done again. Or something that is tweeted or something that is written. I think that people just get to the point where enough is enough. Falwell has made headlines for a number of controversies recently, including the tweet, the photo, another Instagram post about roadkill dying from COVID-19, and Liberty's decision to bring students back at the beginning of the pandemic. For a while, I thought, okay, does anybody care? Does anybody pay attention? I have more Facebook debates going back and forth uh, than what I even care to think about these days, Carol wrote. Uh, The letter did not call for Falwell's resignation, but did ask for an apology and to meet with top university leaders. He did apologize for the tweet, but Carol and the others have yet to get their meeting. Um, It goes on to talk about how Jerry Falwell Jr. is apparently an idiot when it comes to the Internet, (laughs) and he's done a lot of stupid stuff. Right. But the whole point of the thing is, is like, he apparently, from I did a little research, on his yacht, Mm -hmm. all right, bizarre, you know, like, hey, you own a yacht. Let's feed a village in Africa or something, okay? All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's get rid of the yacht. But that's a whole other thing. On his yacht, they had a Trailer Park Boys-themed party. Now, I know Jacqueline knows, <laughs> and probably other people, and Falwell Jr. dressed as Julian. And Julian, in the whole series of Trailer Park Boys, always has a glass, like a tumbler of whiskey in his hand. Mm-hmm. And so that was his reference of it was just – you know, black water in his cup, which is bizarre anyways. Uh, And then I I think one of the other girls was dressed up and she was pregnant and had her belly out. And so he pulled his belly up, undid his pants like she did and had his arm around her and got his picture made. Mm -hmm. So really not that big a deal. But apparently at Liberty University, if I was a student there and I was kissing my wife on the quad one day, I could get written up for that, you know? (laughs) So like if you're going to hold your students to that standard, you got to hold yourself to that standard too. And certainly I don't think you could drink on campus at Liberty. I would imagine you can't. Right. I think we talked about that. It's it's the most conservative university. In the world. Right. Maybe maybe in the world. I don't don't know. know. I doubt there's like an Islamic university that is as strict as Liberty (laughs) University is. Right. So basically, he's just getting a little bit of his own medicine because he's stupid. And I mean, I don't think anybody's naive enough to think that he got a glass of water and put some black food coloring in it just to walk around as a prop like he said it was. He was an idiot for not saying it was Coca-Cola, right? <laughs> you know, hey, guys, it's got Coke in the glass. It's not whiskey or anything right. or, or whatever. 
I got yeah. a crown and Coke minus the crown. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's an idiot for posting this stuff online. But see, oh, this happens to older people all the time anyways. They post stuff and they don't realize the like current climate they're mm-hmm. in and it comes back to bottom. Right. You know, most of the time for us, it's just like people we went to high school with and they just don't understand and there's no real blowback for mm-hmm. it. But for the people who are like in positions of power, they get themselves in the same amount of trouble. I am not surprised that he's been asked to step down indefinitely. Yeah. It does surprise me it took this long for it to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. all the controversy. He's been a lightning rod uh, yeah. for controversy the last several years, and I'm surprised it's taken this long. Well, he got a little too big for his britches. No pun intended because he's got his pants unbuttoned <laughs> in his picture here. Right. But uh, I think he's going to find out that, hey, I know your daddy started this university. The Board of Trustees is who runs the university, mm-hmm. not the president, you know. Your dad's not here no more. Right. Yeah. No, he's went on in to receive his reward. <laughs> not to bring up painful memories, but he's dead now. <laughs> he's dead. And he right. can't protect you anymore. I don't know what he did with karma to deserve the death he had. <laughs> but, yeah. Now, didn't his dad get in trouble for, like, cheating on his wife or his mama? No, I don't Or is that somebody so. else? That was Jim Baker. That, yeah, I was about to say it. Now, look. Yeah. You may not like uh, Jerry Falwell's stance on some things. Yeah. But as far as I know, he was he was like Billy Graham. I don't think he yeah, was ever okay. involved yeah. in any major controversy. I know Jimmy Swagger and Jim Baker <laughs> both got in a little trouble back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I remember Falwell, his dad did come out after 9-11 and said this was God punishing us. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was a big one. <laughs> that made a lot of waves, too. Yeah. Always good to throw that out there with something bad, right after something bad yeah. happens. Really makes people want to turn to Christianity. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I want to sign up for your religion where God rams planes into buildings and kills 3,000 people because he's upset with you. I will say that he was not the only one that said that. Oh, time, no. Though. No. There was a lot. And the same thing happened after Hurricane Katrina. I remember. Oh, yeah. That's a 700 Club guy. What's his <laughs> <Yeah>. name? <laughs> he went off on the whole thing about that. Right. So. What's his name? What's the 700 Club guy's name? I can't think of his name. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I can't remember it either. He's got a lot of wild stances. <laughs> but you know one thing he and I both agree on? Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. <laughs> and we want to thank them for their sponsorship. We're talking about world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for all their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes all on CajunCurl.com. Now, it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next Liberty football tailgate up a notch or... Your Trailer Park Boys party on your yacht. Trailer Park Boys party on the yacht or 700 Club watch party that you're having. (laughs) Uh, If you want to just kick that bad boy up a notch, whip up a batch of your own homemade potato chips, sprinkle the Cajun Curl Spice on them, Your neighbors and friends are going to love you for the rest of your life. Now, on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blended Spice and the chip cutter as well, but you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. 
You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to the phones? Let's go to the phone. Psych. Oh. No phones. Wow. This is the first time in a long time we haven't had any phone calls. Yeah. Wow. So instead, we're going to read a review. Yeah, we got a review? Psych. No, okay. we don't wow. have a review. I was going to be more surprised about that. I wasn't nobody called in. Uh, I think we're done. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's good. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I guess everybody got busy this week. <laughs> you know, some people have been busy for months on that review thing. You know, just <laughs> hadn't got around to it. That's a little too busy. I know. I know how it goes, guys. Since we got a little bit of time here at the end, mm-hmm. uh, people, you reap what you sow. <laughs> this is what you get. You want to talk about football season? Okay. The SEC has made a decision that they are going to play an all-SEC schedule. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay. Right. So we're playing a 10-game. Normally in the SEC, we play an eight-game SEC schedule with four out-of-conference games Mm -hmm. in in general. And so this year we're playing 10 SEC games only, as far as I understand. So like Alabama opens up with Georgia – and then we had a regular SEC schedule, and then they added two more games to us. Now, I wanted to play Georgia again because I ain't scared. You know, bring them <laughs> right. on. We'll beat them twice. But they didn't put them on our schedule. We got Missouri and who else? Is Florida on there? Florida. Okay. Maybe. And I know they were talking before they actually released it, Florida was going to be one of them. Let me find it. I'll find it one second. While you're looking for that, I'll say that I read an article last week about students had gotten an email about their tickets. Apparently, they're limiting tickets, and some people who may have gotten season tickets, they're going to, like, some people may get them and some people may not. Okay. I'm not sure how they're working that out, but have they made any decisions about how many people are going to be allowed to attend? I don't know, but I feel like if we're all wearing a mask, everybody's safe, right? <laughs> well, Let's put 110,000 in there. Everybody put, <laughs> keep your mask on, right? I was told that mask saves lives. And that's what I believe. Alabama is going to be playing Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. Now, the SEC hates Arkansas because they added them like, uh, who did they add to to their schedule? Oh, man, I can't remember. But they had like they had got some tough games. I hate Missouri too. I think. <laughs> Let me find it again, man. I can't find any of it. I don't even think those are the right games I read off for Alabama. Yeah, we got Kentucky and Georgia. Yeah, Arkansas got Georgia and Florida. And Missouri got Alabama and LSU. We <laughs> 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 just sitting around going, oh, I think we got a good shot this year. And then you're like, oh, no, now we got to play Alabama and LSU. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and uh, let's see, I think we go to Florida. 
we go to Missouri and we play at home versus Kentucky. And then we go to Tennessee this year, which is normal, and Georgia comes to us. So, which would be a good way to start off the season, see how we are, and see how our quarterback situation is going to be. But I don't know about the man situation. I feel like students will get the short end of the stick in mm-hmm. all ticket situations because they always have traditionally since right. I've been in school with the people who donate money and pay for Tide Pride is what they call our season mm-hmm. ticket program are going to get first bid at everything, and they'll release a few to the students. But I feel like we all got masks on. Just fill the whole stadium up. <laughs> now, as far as other conferences go, the ACC, they've canceled a lot of games, but I think they are still playing some. They are, and they're letting Notre Dame Notre play. Notre Dame is hosting Duke week one. Yeah, which is lame, by the way. <laughs> Notre Dame has made their bed by not joining a conference all these years. and They should have just made them – it's just, play. yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. You got your own TV network deal with NBC, and that's why you don't want to join any conferences. So, y'all just play scrimmages on NBC this whole yeah, just time. Go schedule some, some other independent right. teams. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> they did also announce that they're going to be testing before every single game. Yeah. That's probably going to be everybody, don't you I, think? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, the Big 12. I think the Big 12 is playing eight or eight conference games, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if the Pac-10 is even going to have football. They're, they've been back and forth yeah, this whole I time, I, and or the Pac-12, whatever they are now. The Big Ten, they're playing a conference-only schedule. Yeah. A 10-game conference-only schedule. What a bunch of – you know, I mean, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but that's going to be some <laughs> boring games, you know? <laughs> they have, like, two good teams in their whole conference. Right. Yeah. But we'll be okay down here. It'll be entertaining. I'm I'm kind of excited about a whole – I feel like the best way to manage like everybody getting into the playoffs, and I felt this for a long time, is just play only your conference. Your conference champion goes to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that would have screwed Alabama over a couple times because we weren't conference champions and we made it in the playoffs anyways. Because like, we're Alabama. Cause, yeah, because we're the best team, right? Just not in our conference. You can lose a game and still be a good team. Yeah, you can. And still Absolutely. be one of the best teams, yes. right? Everybody agrees with that. I, but I feel like if you want to shut all the haters down, mm-hmm. then you know whoever wins the SC goes to the playoffs, and then whoever wins the ACC goes to playoffs, Big Ten and the Pac-12, and then let them duke it out for whoever's the best. Right. But that would have really screwed us over a couple times. So also there can be you know, and I, when you get to talking about this, it's not like it's not math; it's more of an art. Yeah. But not all conferences are equal right. in skill. Yeah. Right. So. But definitely, you know, the Big Ten and the SEC traditionally have been the two best conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, the ACC, Clemson, basically, has <laughs> has came to the top of that. And they're equal, I would say, to the best teams in the SEC and the best teams in the Big Ten. Right. Now, we've destroyed all the Pac-10 teams we've played in the past decade. I don't know that anybody in the Pac-10 is as good as they think they are. Mm-hmm. Now, Utah beat us back in like 2008 in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. I think it was 2008. They're but so they were bad. in the Mountain we, West then. I was going to say, they're so bad, we still call them the Pac-10. Yeah, right. They're the Pac-12. <laughs> they're the Pac-12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so not all football conferences are created equal. Right. But the SEC is definitely the best football conference, I would say. Most people would say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, top to bottom, mm-hmm. we're the best because we have the better athletes. And, and your biggest difference, I think, between the SEC and most other conferences are 
the, is the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And down here, we sign linemen who are huge and can run really fast and want to hurt you. And there's just not that many people who want to go to Ohio and play in the winter and be that good. You know? Right. Now, Ohio State gets their share of those, but they're not going to Indiana, mm-hmm. you know? But they will go to Mississippi State here. <laughs> you know, everybody but basically Vanderbilt because they can't qualify to get into school at Vanderbilt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's just how it works. It's a lot of, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. Do you think we're gonna have like a bowl season at all? I hope so. Yeah. I feel like we will. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you can make it through a ten game conference schedule and win the SEC championship, if they don't have the playoffs, you ought to feel pretty good about yourself anyways. Mm-hmm. I think winning the SEC championships is huge every year. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and it has been for forever. But if you do that, then you can make a case that you're better than everybody else, even if there's no playoffs. If it's Alabama, we'll just go ahead and give ourselves a national championship. <laughs> That's just how we do it around here. We talk about we'll, that in the group. Yeah, we'll just go on and add it on the side of the stadium, and we'll be a, we'll be the national championship, so, <laughs> or national champion. Or number 18. Yeah, it'll be number 18 <laughs> for us. Right. <laughs> But, like, you know, people make fun of us because we claim national championships. Some of them are suspicious, I will admit. But if I ran a school, I would do it too, you know? Well, a lot of schools do. Yeah. And if you just want to take the AP ones, Mm -hmm. well, we're still better than all of y'all. Right. You know, if you want to only take the ones that are recognized by whoever, we're still better than all Mm -hmm. y'all. So whatever. The only way we're not is if, I think it's Princeton – yeah, they count, they yeah. count all their games from right. the early 1900s right. yes. when there was like three football teams right. in the country. I would like for us to like <laughs> challenge Princeton and be like, whoever wins this is the best, you know, yeah. like today, let's play. Well, yeah, like uh, like if you're into auto racing, like right. racing for pinks, just like play a yes. game and, and you whoever shut wins, right. it gets all the other ones championships. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> but see – you know, of course, football took longer to migrate down south. And then down south, back in the early 1900s and not through the 1920s, teams wouldn't play teams from the south. Mm-hmm. And that's really how Alabama got to be big. And one of the reasons why Alabama has started and has a big sidewalk fan base is because we finally got to go out and play in the Rose Bowl against Washington or whatever. Yeah. And we just, you know, mud hold them, just dog, <laughs> just boat raced them and beat them. And came back home on a train trip, stopping at all these southern towns, and people were like in love with Alabama because yeah, they were like, "We're we're good at something." Yeah, the South is finally <laughs> good at something, and yeah. so and then they played us again out there, and we whipped them up, and we've just been good ever since mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, we've had our ups well, like and downs. anything, there's yeah. an ebb and flow, right? Yeah, but, and. One day Saban will leave and we'll be crappy again for a while. Hopefully we'll be a mediocre team when that happens. I hope whoever comes in will pull a less miles and win a championship and keep us competitive for a while. And then, you know, maybe we'll hire the next Ed Ogeron. (laughs) And, you know, I love Coach O, by the way. He's the greatest. He's so fun. (sighs) But, yeah. So, anyways, I'm ready for football season. I hope my wife doesn't cancel our cable before it starts. (laughs) If she does, I'm sure you'll be okay. I'll be at the bar. No joke. I will go sit at the bar all day long. You're not going to stream it on the internet? No. Even though it's available for you to watch? Not in real time. You know? I mean, I don't know how you guys are legitimately claiming to be sports fans and watching it on the internet. You know what? I'm just going to tell you this story, and it's going to make you cringe. Okay. All right. Do you remember Beth and Nolan? 
I do. Back in the day yeah. when they used to go here. Right. Well, we knew them back when we were in like the, I guess the college group or whatever. Okay. Uh, I was at their wedding. I yeah. remember when they got married and I don't remember what day it was, but I do remember it was during football season oh. and they got married on a Saturday of oh. a very important game. Wow. And I remember I DVR'd the game and it was just going to be agreement, a gentleman's agreement among all of us that we were going to go to their wedding. And as soon as the reception was over, we were going to go back to our house. My, me and Terry that? were married at the time. And we were going to start over, and we weren't going to look at Facebook because yeah. that was the thing back then. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. We weren't going to look at any social media, and we were just going to watch the game as if it was just as happened. If it just happened. Right. And I respect that. It happened all the way up till the end where it was looking kind of iffy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I remember there was uh, old Wesley. Remember him? Yeah, Wesley uh, Cotton. Yes. Yeah. He uh, he kept looking at his phone. And oh. we were like, stop. Oh. <laughs> but I would be him, too. I couldn't take it. Right. Every time I've DVR'd a game to watch it, I end up just getting mad and mm-hmm. like checking the score and then just going to live and watching, you know, whatever's going on. I do remember we caught up, like, right there at the tail end. Yeah. We, uh... Mm. We call. Like, I think we were maybe five minutes behind everybody else, but you know, because we just we skipped all right. the commercials and we skipped the halftime. The biggest so. part of the story is they chose to have their wedding on a Saturday during football season. <laughs> I know how like, selfish can you? Yeah, be? extremely selfish. <laughs> Dieter and I got engaged, and the first day she threw out to get married was like November eighth. So I was like, okay, that sounds good. That's like right after my birthday. I'm not mm-hmm. going to forget that. And then I was like. Hey, no, that's the LSU game. We can't get married, so we got married in March. You know, right? Like, and she completely understood. I was like, "Do you want to have a wedding? Nobody comes to, because I'm not coming to your wedding if it's a big game. Now, if you get married and we're playing Coastal Carolina or something, I might come to that. Mm-hmm. If there's no other good games on that day that I'm very interested in, you know, like if Auburn LSU aren't playing or something, I want to watch that, then I'll come. But if you get married in football season, don't expect me to show up. I'm sorry. Yeah, and don't go on your social media and talk about how everybody else is selfish that they wouldn't come to your wedding. Yeah, you're the one. You're the one that scheduled it then. Yeah, you're stupid. You know? (laughs) I'm sorry. At least hit it up early in the morning so we got the rest of the day we can watch games with. Like, catch the 2.30 game. We'll Mm -hmm. miss those 11 o'clock kickoffs. Those are are stupid games. (laughs) Right. Like, in the Big Ten, they love, like, the the noon kickoff or whatever, which is an 11 o'clock kickoff here, but... Yeah, here in the SEC, you play no good in the games at 11 o'clock. No. People are still hungover from the night before. They can't <laughs> even make it to the stadium till 2.30. Well, John, I don't know about you, but I would love to thank our patrons. Okay, let's thank them. But I would especially, by name, love to thank those who donate at our 10 and above tier. And they are Mr. Daniel Hendrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Chris Tipton, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Sharon Craig, The Dapper Man, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jackie B., Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond. Mr. Thomas Williams, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Jane Updegraff, and McWill. We thank y'all so much for donating to the show and allowing us to get away from our families every week and talk about odd news. The last name you're saying here, are you saying Ann McWill or are you saying and McWill? And McWill. It's just McWill. Well, it's M-I-K-W-I-L. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't know it was like one name, like Prince or Sting or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. There's a space in between. Oh. And, uh, 
think it's uh well, we ain't got I think it's Maori. Okay. <laughs> we ain't gotta get into it. I just thought like if that was somebody's name, Mick Wheel. I try to I see I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce it, so I try to say it really fast. I got you. And I appreciate you calling me out <laughs> in front of our entire audience <laughs> and, and making me confess to our audience that I'm not hundred percent sure what that's about. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Didn't think about that. Should have waited till we're off air. You can cut all that out. Uh, you got anything else? Nope. Just uh, thanks for listening. Join the Patreon. You know, um, you missed the football talk. I mean, you didn't miss the football talk, but you're going to miss uh, Hookers for Jesus story. So, and, you know, join up and have some more fun with us. And, I'm going to talk about fatalities. Okay. At the hands of a guacamole machine. All right. So, okay. There you go. Sign up at the $5 level. Yeah. And you get an extended show every single week. Once a month, you get an all exclusive patrons show. That's five bucks. That's like one trip to Taco Bell you're missing out on in a month. Best deal in podcast. It really is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and you get a sticker too. Oh, okay. So, a sticker. There we go. Well, I guess that'll about do it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, we're on them all. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to look at some pictures, oh, we yeah. have an expert Instagram <laughs> handler posting those that show art. I have to say, all of our Patreon subscribers came on after after I posted pictures on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but that's underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. That's right. But the best way to get in touch with us, although not this week, but usually <laughs> in a normal way. <laughs> we have a phone number. What's that phone number, John? It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network sign. Love y'all. Bye. has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Politicization. Politicization. <laughs>